0: Foundations. So, what about today? I mean, we've got obviously the this is the history of the Samaritans, how they came yeah. to be. But uh, I mean, you mentioned that there still are Samaritans yeah. living in Israel today.
1: There's only about seven hundred. Oh, wow! Seven hundred in the whole world.
0: Foundations: Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program we started learning about the Samaritans, an ethnic people group from ancient times and who were very much part of the Jewish world in Jesus' day. We learned how they started and now we're going to learn about what their culture is and what their lives look like today.
1: Yeah, we took a bit of a trip back in time to learn how they began uh, and how they were a result of the intermarriage that took place because of the Assyrian occupation and conquering when the northern kingdom of Israel was basically wiped out completely they had been very wicked very evil didn't have a single decent king not one good king Mm. and they basically embraced paganism and paid the price for it really very tragic yeah and so as happened with all the other nations conquered by the Assyrians they got spread throughout the empire intermarriage happened and therefore they became known as the Samaritans, as best as I can understand it. Mm. They've really hung on yeah. to their Jewish heritage, confused though they might be, but they've really hung on to it, which is quite incredible considering yeah. you know the thousands of years over which this all took place.
0: Well, the, we also learned last time about God's strict prohibition against intermarriage with foreign nations because he knew that his people would be enticed and ultimately that would lead to God's judgment falling on them.
1: And it wasn't because God hated the other peoples of the world The point was God had called the Jewish people to be a light to the other nations, and so they were supposed to be this representation of God Mm. connecting with his people so that the rest of the nations would want to know the God of the Jewish people. Yeah, that's right. Not for the Jewish people to marry them and embrace the gods of the world. Yeah. So it was really, that was their mandate. It was a very high and holy calling for his people. But still, Samaritans existed. They were half Jewish, so... They had a Jewish heritage, again, pretty confused one, but they weren't accepted by the Jews. And as we said, the reason why, they they didn't want to bring themselves into connection with people who had tainted the bloodline. They didn't want to bring God's judgment on them again, not like it had happened before. Okay, so you mentioned uh, last time about a couple of stories about the Samaritans. In scripture and the story about the Samaritan woman's a really fascinating one. Be good to look at that.
0: Yeah, that's found in John chapter four, from verse nineteen, we read, The woman said to him, Jesus, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. We worship what we know, for salvation is of the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshippers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When that one comes, he'll declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he.
1: Wouldn't you have loved to have seen her face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <right. laughs> when he said that? Ooh. Wow, that would have been so awesome. So from this particular conversation, this interchange, you can see that as a Samaritan, she believes in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Mm. She has a knowledge of where God is supposed to be worshipped, but she's very aware of the coming of Messiah. She's waiting for Mashiach. Mm. They're all waiting for Mashiach and that he is going to be the one to properly explain and interpret all things for them. And then Jesus corrects her, explaining that, yep, she's worshipping God, but she doesn't really know him. And that to find him, she's got to go through the Jews mm. because why? Messiah comes from the Jews. And who's the Messiah? Oh, by the way, mm. that's me. Yeah, How good is that? You know, Jesus himself declares himself the Messiah there, the king of the Jews. Now, the Samaritans, being cut off from their Jewish ancestors, uh, had traditions Some of them had some mixed up understandings of the historical religion. But what they had, they were hanging on to for dear life. They had a mixed up but eager faith. They were holding on to it. And finally... This woman comes face to face with the very Messiah that she's waiting for, explaining everything and about how she should worship. So she, Jesus actually corrects her a little bit. Mm. You think it's on this mountain, but it's actually Jerusalem. You think you're supposed to worship this way, but you've got to come through the Jews. And you know you're waiting for Messiah, but that's me. So he's actually correcting mm. the wrong theology that she'd been taught. Yeah. Uh, the Samaritan woman and many in her community actually came to saving faith that day. Because mm. remember, she, she went back into her community right, and she yeah. says, Come and get a load of this guy! I, 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 this is the one, mm. and they all come out. How yeah. how amazing is that?
0: It really is special, isn't it? To think about that—that that, you know there's a, a huge revival essentially in Samaria as a result of uh, that encounter at the well on the day. Oh, so, do you know, I special. know
1: I've, I've mentioned this a few times, but I really hope that in heaven there's like digital replay yeah. of of so many of the events that we read in scripture. Mm. I. I would love to be able to sit with a giant screen and see all of these things unfold. Yeah. So what what was it really like? What Absolutely. did it really look? What was a facial expression? Yeah. What were all of the clamoring of the crowds when they all come out? Mm. What was it like on the day when Jesus actually made the the mute deaf man speak for the first yeah. time? I mean <laughs> Wow. I just yeah. yeah that's, that's just breathtaking.
0: That'll be very cool. Heaven Cinema will be worth uh, oh, attending, yeah, that's for sure. So good. So what about today? I mean, we've got obviously the this is the history of the Samaritans, how they came yep. to be. But uh, I mean you mentioned that there still are Samaritans yep. living in Israel today.
1: There's only about seven hundred. Oh wow. Seven hundred in the whole world. Oh, really? We would say they're on the brink of extinction. Mm. Yeah. That's yep. incredible.
0: And I guess obviously I guess really they're they're dying out because they're not into marrying.
1: Exactly. And it's a Quite a bizarre situation because they are an ethnic group of people that came about through intermarrying, okay? So Jews marrying some of the Arab peoples and Middle Eastern regions. So they are a mixed blood race, and yet they protect their ethnic bloodline by not marrying anybody else. Oh, right. So that to me is like quite strange, Mm.
0: Well, it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because they're, well, is. they're saying we want to protect the history, which is through intermarriage, and it's I only know. going to die We're a out.
1: mixed race, and we don't want to mix that up. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. It's very, very bizarre.
0: So what are some of the other differences and similarities between Jews and Samaritans?
1: I uh, So some of the things that um, are very uh, unique to the Samaritans is that they observe Passover like the Jews. They have priests. They have a high priest. Unlike the Jews, they actually sacrifice lambs at Passover. It's quite a public spectacle. Mm. We've driven through Mount Gerizim, which is where they live in Israel, uh, which is overlooking the city of Shechem. Today it's not known as Nablus. And uh, we've seen the big pits where the sacrifices take place. Um, they have their own traditions and celebrations. Uh, they still write in Aramaic for the most oh, part. Wow. There are signs up around uh, their village that are in Aramaic that I've got photos of. It's really quite fantastic. It's Mm. kind of a little bit like stepping back in time. Yeah, so even with their own twists and turns and their misunderstandings, they're still hanging on to this heritage that they have.
0: Mm. So I guess, how do they know that they're Samaritan? Obviously, you know, they would have people telling them, you're Samaritan, but is there a way to actually know for sure?
1: Well, there is actually, and I found this uh, really fascinating. There is a DNA organisation called 23andMe, uh, read a blog on their site about the Samaritans and it was really interesting to learn that the researchers have done DNA testing on the Samaritans living in Israel today and they've discovered that on their maternal mitochondrial DNA results, there's no real difference between Samaritans, Jews or modern-day Palestinians, what we would call Middle Eastern Arabs. Mm. However, their paternal mitochondrial DNA shows a very different picture, okay? Not only are the Y chromosomes of the Jews and Samaritans more similar to each other than it is to anybody else, the Y chromosomes of the Samaritans show striking similarities to a very specific chromosome that is most often associated with Jewish men. So the Samaritans of today are actually much, much closer Mm. to the Jewish bloodline than they are anybody else. So they're more like Jews. That's fascinating. Than non-Jews, the than yeah, Gentiles, which okay. is fantastic.
0: You'd almost think they'd be better off starting to marry Jews and <laughs> grow well, again.
1: <laughs> exactly, because with 700 mm. left, if they don't stop marrying only within themselves, mm. there's, they're not going to be around. If they started marrying Jewish men and women... Mm their bloodline would actually become more pure and become more Jewish again. It's just a fascinating thought, but, you know, who knows?
0: Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via the free Vision app. If you don't already have it on your device, just search Vision Christian Media on your app store to download it. You can also listen again on our website. Just go to vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We invite you to join us again next time. And if there's a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future program, I encourage you to get in touch with us via the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.